You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. He knows, he already knows what we need. And you would expect that he would just give us because he can see that we need it. And yet he doesn't. Why? Why would God do that? Okay, he knows you need breath, so he gives you breath free of charge. You don't need to ask for that. He has given it to you. He knows that you need sunshine, so he doesn't need to, uh, to he doesn't need you to ask for sunshine. He just gives it to you. Amen? Amen? Yeah. So, there are things that God gives without you asking. Even if you are not hungry for it, he gives it to you. There are people that have, uh, that have committed suicide because they're throwing back the life that God gave to them. He didn't ask, they didn't ask for it. He just gave it to them, and they decided to end it all. And of course, when they face him, he will, they will have to explain um, yeah, whatever it is, especially if it's not due to mental illness. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, what am I saying? I'm saying that the fact that you need something does not mean that God will just give you. Yeah, he's not like that. He's not sentimental. God is not like us. Hmm? How many mothers have force-fed their children? I think every mother, everyone that's been a mother has at some point forced that food down into that child's throat. Am I correct? So, if you think God is going to force-feed you, (laughs) you better think again. Think again. Yeah. So, there are things that you need to put in order in your life, so far as your hunger is concerned. And if those things are in place, I'm telling you, you will go places with God. I believe that the limit is not determined by God, uh, but it's determined by us. And what do I mean by that? By our ability, by our hunger, by our ability to manage what He releases, by the kind of wisdom or foolishness, that we have. So sometimes if you give a foolish man something, you know what? He's going to destroy himself. Yes? Okay. So let's go into the scriptures and let's look at a few, a few principles. And, um, and then after that we'll pray. Mighty God. Luke chapter 11. Let's look at Luke chapter 11. Say three dimensions of hunger. hunger. I want you to know that we're having a conference this week. And what you are hungry for will determine what you receive. And you can't just stand there and say, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. 
There are things that will happen if you are really hungry. So I want to show you some of those things. Luke chapter 11. Let's read from verse 9. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. (laughs) How many people know that God knows all their needs? Why is he asking you to ask? Why did he say you should ask? If he already knows you need it. So the first level of first dimension of hunger is in asking. It's in asking. So there is a kind of hunger that you have that will make you to ask. At least you will open your mouth. So you cannot just say in your mind, I'm hungry. And then it remains there. God knows I'm hungry. Of course, he knows you're hungry and you will starve if you don't ask. You will starve if you don't ask. Sometimes we don't ask for different reasons. Sometimes we, we have a misunderstanding of the heart of God. And so we just say, well, God knows that I need this. And if it's his will, I'll get it. How many people have heard that before? Yeah. Cursera, yeah. sera. That's what they say. That's what the French people say. And it is a lie. It's not the scriptures. Jesus said, Ask. I say to you, ask, and what will be given? What you ask will be given. What you ask will be given. Now, if God did not want to give you, will he tell you to ask? Religion will tell you you are not qualified to ask. Don't even ask. You are not holy enough. You are not perfect, so don't ask. Look at it there. So I say to you, ask if you are perfect. Is that what he says? Ask if you are matured. He just says, ask. That's a blank check. Ask. If you are truly hungry, you will ask. Now, whatever you are hungry for God this week, you will start asking now. Do you understand? Yeah. Some people will come, wow, Pastor Sam is a great preacher. I think that guy is loaded. Let me come and listen to him. And that's it. They'll listen and they will be blown away. And then they'll go back the same. But the only people that will receive that supernatural empowerment will be people that ask. Ask. You need to be an expert at asking. Amen. 
Sometimes we don't ask because not only do we have the wrong um, mindset about God and wrong opinions, sometimes it's just our pride. Our pride can stop us from asking. I'm self-sufficient and, you know, I, I don't want to be seen to be someone who is weak, so I don't need to ask. Then you are finished. Because God will not move unless you ask. John Wesley says, he said, rather, that God will do nothing except someone ask. So, God limits himself by our asking. How can a great God, huh? the sovereign ruler, the maker of heaven and earth, limit himself? And he says, ask. If you don't ask, I won't do it. He said, well, but God is sovereign. Why can't he just do it? The Bible says, the earth has he given to the sons of men. The heaven is the Lord's. The earth has he given to the sons of men. So if he has given the earth to the sons of men, guess what? Man has to invite him into the earth. So when you ask, it's a legal invitation. For God to come into your life. Amen. Do you understand? Yeah. It's, 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 it's a legal invitation because God will not impose himself on anyone. Or else Satan will accuse him of being unjust. And he's not unjust. Hallelujah. Amen. That is why God did not stop Satan from tempting Eve. If Eve had asked God for help, <laughs> do you know the story would have been different? Lack of asking. You're now operate by assumption. It is said that assumption is the lowest demonstration of reasoning. Yeah, very low. You just assume. That means the mind is not applied. It's not engaged. You just assume. Why should you assume? If you are not sure, ask. Many students fail because they don't ask. They don't ask. You just assume that this is what the teacher said, even though it's not clear to you. You just assume. Then when you write the exam, it's like, where did you get this from? <laughs> you see? That is the lowest level of reasoning. Lack of intellectual engagement. That's what happens. So asking is vital. It's a vital part of life. 
is a vital key to your hunger. In fact, it's a demonstration of your hunger. If you are hungry for information, you will ask questions. Am I correct? I don't believe in volunteering too much information. As a matter of fact, I only do that when I'm under the anointing. When you meet me, I will choose, I will give you the bare minimum. Now, some people think that we should, oh, we should just be giving information just like that. Even God does not do that. Why should I do that? If you don't ask, why should you receive? Why should you receive? If you don't ask, you don't deserve to receive. That means you are okay where you are. You are not hungry for insight. You are not hungry for understanding. You are not hungry for wisdom. You are not hungry for information. That is why you find that some people, God might bring you in the, into the audience of a king. And you are busy telling the king about yourself. Sometimes I'm amazed when I interact with some people. It's like, what kind of person is this? So you just listen and enjoy it and, you know, you leave it there. But they have gained nothing from coming into contact with you. Yeah. So if you are brought before Queen Elizabeth, you'll be busy telling her things. Huh? Just telling her, oh, you know, well, uh, if she asks, that is different. But you're just busy volunteering everything. And she's just listening. Meanwhile, you can gain so much wisdom by asking, how do you manage? How do you remain in power? How do you maintain your sanity in, in the midst of all these, you know, mad and crazy politicians? Yeah. Yeah. From one government to the other, from one dispensation to the other, you are there. Calm, steady, calm, cool, and collected. How do you maintain your sanity in the midst of all this madness? That can give you a major insight into how to manage your life and how to manage crisis. But no, no, no. You are so full of yourself, you want to talk about yourself more than anything else. So they will just listen. Huh? It's like if you have lunch with Bill Gates, you will just be telling him. Huh? Imagine, you are with Bill Gates and you are sitting down. Wouldn't you want to learn some things from him? Wouldn't you want to take something home? So you just sit down and say, you know what, I, I, I come from Tata and, you know, and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and my grandmother's name is huh? and the guy would just be smiling wow okay yeah 
He just smiles, and then at the end, the dinner is over. You go home empty. You didn't receive anything. And what you even gave him is not useful to him. Huh? You didn't give him something that will cause him to ask for your contact details. You didn't give him something that will cause him to, to begin to probe more into your life. He said, how can I partner with you? You need to know how to conduct yourself in the presence of greatness. Are you getting me? Yeah. So when I'm in the presence of greatness, there is a way I conduct myself. I'm myself. If you can't take me the way I am, then, you know, too bad. (laughs) You are. I don't know what, I won't say it. (laughs) Yeah. So, why? You're not even applying your mind. So, you can't ask the right questions. You can't see that this is an opportunity for me to tap into the mind of this person, to see how this person got to where he is. Huh? I'll tell you something. For many years, there are certain people I meet. Oh, my goodness. I drill them. I would drill them. I will ask questions and questions and questions. And that's how God took me into their hearts. They will look at me and say, wow, you are something else. Amen. I look back over the years. Many people that I have a special place in their heart is because of how I conducted myself and the kind of questions I ask. You don't ask foolish questions as well. You must ask intelligent questions. Hmm? What do you have for breakfast? What kind of... What is that going to add to your life? What will that add to your life? Okay. He had the Quaker Oats. So, how does that build your life? Huh? You can say, oh, wow, that's exactly what I had as well. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> that is it. After that, the guy has switched off and he's looking for who is going to, he's going to connect with. Because this one, this one is empty. Let me look for someone that is open. Your hunger, you must understand the asking dimension of hunger. You must be hungry for something. Even before you get, if you are told, let me tell you what I do. If I'm told I'm going to meet with this whoever, I prepare myself. In fact, I have some standard questions I put together. Yeah, that's what I do. 
So the moment I meet that person, I already know what I want from that person's life. Why? Because I have learned about that person, I've read about that person, I've heard about that person, maybe a little bit of his journey and all of that. I want to know how he overcame some of those obstacles. Because guess what? Everybody has failed at some point. Because there are some people that are allergic to failure. I was listening to someone that was talking about they, 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 they met with Dan Gote and he was saying that, look, for you to succeed, you need to be a friend to failure. <laughs> no, I mean, of course, for a man like that to say that, you know that he knows what he's talking about, right? So you want to venture out, but you are so scared of your reputation. And you feel that what if it doesn't work? Then you start again. And start again. And start again. And start again. I was watching an interview some, I think, some years ago. They got this, a panel of this multimillionaires in America, and they were questioning them, and they asked them, what, how many times, how many times did you fail? Do you know what an average, among all of them, I've forgotten the number of them, but an average of 17.5 times. How many people have ventured five times and failed before? No, you've, anybody here? Not even? <laughs> you quit at the second time. At the second time, you say, no, I think this is not for me. Huh? At the first. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And it's interesting because people take the same attitude to their relationship with God. To their walk with God. I'm hungry for the supernatural. I prayed for this person. It didn't happen. I quit. The last time I prayed for, for a sick person, he died. That means your reputation is, is more powerful than your hunger. Did you get that? Yes. Yeah. Your reputation is more powerful than your hunger. Instead of you to go back to God, because the first dimension is ask and it will be given to you. The next dimension is seek and you shall find. So if you ask and it seems you are not receiving, start seeking. Start seeking. Ask God. Lord, I need answers. Why did I fail here? You get my point. Why, 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 why didn't I get it right? Why didn't I receive? Instead of cooking up a doctrine and find a theology to explain your situation. Stop it. Do you hear me? Stop it. Ask. Be an expert at asking. <laughs> 
Then you need to now seek. Now, asking is verbal. Seeking requires effort. Are you getting my point? So asking is verbal. In other words, there's communication. You are telling the Lord, Lord, you know, this is what I want. It's like Elisha and Elijah. <laughs> that guy, we've, we've seen his hunger. Correct? Yeah. We've seen the hunger of Elisha. The guy would not let anything. It's like Ruth and Naomi. Hmm? Naomi said, go. Go back to your people. My husband is dead. My sons are dead. I can't have another child. Even if I have a child, will you wait for the child to grow up and then marry the child? Yeah, all that. <laughs> but Ruth said, your God shall be my God. Your people shall be my people. And she pursued. Hmm? It's like now if I say to you, get out of this church, leave this church. Don't come back again. Many people will just leave. <laughs> no, of course. Yeah. They will just leave, but you, you don't understand there's a spiritual principle. You, you. There are people that have left without being told <laughs> not to talk of when you tell them. Ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. So some people will not follow because they need someone to now ask them to follow. There is a level of relationship that you don't require to be asked. You see that in the ministry of Jesus. He saw these people following. After he fed 5,000 men, these guys were like, wow, this is the king. This, <laughs> this guy is better than Caesar, man. Caesar has never given us bread. We're going to make this guy our king. Then every day we will have food to eat. No need to go to the farm. No need to do anything. Just, just, this guy will just multiply everything. Miracle bread. Yeah, miracle bread. Come on. How many people want miracle bread? <laughs> Receive miracle bread. <laughs> yeah. But then when Jesus saw that, guess what? Jesus now switched. Now, he didn't tell them to go, but he told them by what he preached. Yeah. Unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you will not have life. He said, what? <laughs> I didn't sign up for cannibalism. <laughs> I want bread, not flesh. Everybody, fuck is. Look, I, I'd rather go back to Caesar. <laughs> this, at least Caesar didn't ask us to eat his flesh. 
And they left. Every one of them left. On just the 12 remaining. That's a major loss. Have you ever seen a church that just like reduced like that? <laughs> huh? From 5,000 to 12. <laughs> ha! And it happened instantly. That is like you preach one message on a Sunday. By the next day, every, the church is empty. Ha! And Jesus did it on purpose. Why? He wants to see their true hunger. What kind of hunger is driving these people? And he, he, he was able to prove it. This was not real hunger for God. It was hunger for material things. Sure. Now, God will give you material things. Make no mistake about that. Because when he says ask, he didn't say ask for spiritual things. True. He just says ask. True. That means it covers spiritual and material. Okay? So, these guys left. But the twelve. Jesus turns to them, are you guys not living as well? Hmm? What, what, what are you still doing? Peter said, where are we going to go? You are the only one that has what we are hungry for. Where, where will we find it? Eternal life. You are the one that has it. That's what we are hungry for. Are you hungry for eternal life? Learn to ask. And not only ask, learn to seek. All right? Seek. Whatever effort is required, you put it. Whatever sacrifice is required, you make sure you do it. That's seeking. So when you seek, it's different from when you ask because then you are seeking its action. Action are louder than words. Is that not so? That's when you begin to wake up early. That's when you begin to read more. That's when you begin to commit more. Hallelujah. So if somebody says, ah, well, in this, I'm overcommitted. It's okay. We'll give you a break. You can take a break from your commitment. Because nobody can force feed you. Jesus said, my food is to do the will huh, of him who sent me and to finish his work. In other words, my sustenance, my meat, my nourishment comes from doing. So there is a dimension of spiritual hunger that will only be fulfilled when we do. Not just when we ask. So your tribe, you're no longer hungry to see souls saved. And so because your hunger has dropped, guess what? Your doing will drop. It's directly related. Your doing will drop. 
Now, I'm not talking about performance-based Christianity. No, no, no. But I'm talking about a hunger-driven Christian. Somebody whose hunger for God is beyond just words. It's beyond lips. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, it's beyond your lips. Now you can take the word of God and begin to devour it. Now, if it is required for you to go to your neighbor and talk to your neighbor, because of the hunger for the will of the Father, you will do it. Because you know it's the will of the Father. You are now seeking the kingdom. So there is the asking for the kingdom, but then there is the seeking for the kingdom. Jesus says, it is, it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. In other words, if you ask for it, he will give it to you. But then he says you need to seek as well. You see? So it's different. Hmm? Different. So in seeking, there is more exertion. When we come to the realm of seeking, there is more exertion. And that is why Christians that are lukewarm and just play it safe, there are certain things they cannot enter into. There are certain things they cannot experience because they are not really seeking. I have found from my experience a lot of times that when I really want something from God, I got to seek. I can ask and he will do it like that. But then there is a level that comes through seeking. There is something that seeking does in your heart and in your life. Huh? I often share the story of how um, I sought the Lord for answers concerning my situation, I was going through some things, and I was seeking the Lord. Like, I, I sought Him for three weeks, right? I sought Him for three weeks, every, every day. Lord, you know, I still need this answer. <laughs> Lord, morning, afternoon, evening, I just kept seeking. I just kept seeking. I just kept seeking. And boom, He spoke to me, gave me the answer. Why didn't He just give me when I asked? I said, Lord, why am I going through what I'm going through? Have I sinned? What is the sin I've committed? Tell me my sin so that I can repent. You know, because this is not all right. This is not okay. This is not what your word promises me. This is not what your word says. And so I think there's something fundamentally wrong here. Maybe I have sinned or I'm missing you somehow. And I'm not putting the blame on you. It's not your fault that I'm going through this. I'm sure it is my fault. So God, tell me what my fault is. I asked. I didn't hear anything. Then I switched over to seeking. Wow. Wow. Do you understand? Yeah. And when I switched over to seeking, wow. I changed gears. Mm. Every day now. I am seeking every day. Morning, afternoon, night. Every time. Lord. Remember, 
You said, he that asks, receives. And he that seeks, finds. I am seeking for answers. I'm seeking for answers. Many believers are not receiving from God because they are not seeking. They remain at the realm of asking. In fact, their asking is a casual request. It's just, God, can you just... Now, God will do it, right? But there are some things that your relationship... Because asking is based on relationship. Do you understand? There are things I can ask my wife that I can't ask anybody. Do you agree with me? Yeah. By virtue of our relationship... There are certain things I can ask her for. But if I walk up to anybody here to ask the same thing, you would think I'm out of my mind. Am I correct? Yeah, so my asking is on the premise of the relationship that we have. So that gives my asking weight. So there are some people in their walk with God they have not yet developed to the point where their asking will carry that kind of weight. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, Lord, I just, need, I just need 20 million and I'll be sorted. And, and you expect him to just wake up. Oh, okay. Yeah. You can have it. Just like that. Because you ask. He said, ask, yes, I know he said ask. But do you know that not everybody, not everybody, even has that kind of faith to approach him and to ask? Yeah. Not everybody has that kind of faith. Faith is built on the word of God. And faith is built on trust. And trust is built on relationship. Not everybody. Will you just trust everybody? There are times, how many people, somebody has stopped you on the street just to beg for something and you give him something. Right? Now, how many of you have given them 2,000 rands? They just, they just beg. Huh? Come on. Nobody here? Ha! May God bless you to the point where you can just throw 2,000 like that. <laughs> but the point I'm trying to make is this. That person that is asking, there's no relationship. All right? So you guess what? You give him five rand. In fact, <laughs> somebody even saying five rand. Huh? You give him five rand, you give him ten rand. It's, there's nothing. So you just do it. Why? There's no relationship. But when it comes to relationship, then the asking is on a different level. It's on a different level. And I'm just trying to help you, even in your prayer life, to see why it seems as if certain things are not happening. God is waiting for you. Come up. Come up to the level where I can bless you in the way I want to. 
but we are not hungry to be with him. So, okay? So then seeking, with seeking, you just keep, you just keep at it. What will it require? With seeking is the extra mile. Seeking is the extra mile of asking. Are you ready to go an extra mile to see your hunger satisfied? If you are ready to go an extra mile, I have news for you. God is waiting for you there. He is waiting for you there. He is more than willing, but he is still testing your hunger. God is in the habit of tests, I'm telling you. And his own test, he doesn't even tell you that, okay, wake up, uh, all right, this morning we're going to have a test. He doesn't tell you. He just does it without you knowing. Does it without you knowing. It's one day he will now, he will not, now hear him say, now I know that you fear me and that you love me and that you really desire to be my friend. Now I can see. But you didn't know all along. When you put around those people in your life that cause you to you know, bring out the worst in your life, you, you didn't realize that it's part of the test. This person that every time come around you, you just get irritated. You, you don't know. It's working something. Yeah. And that is why. There are certain things I've learned over time. It's important not to miss God. Hmm? Don't miss God. Don't fail the test. Okay? Because the way He's going to answer your prayer is not the way you expect. Have you noticed that? Oftentimes we pray, we're asking God, do this for me. When God wants to do it, He doesn't. He doesn't. He can see how you have already framed your mind that He's going to do it. He just bypasses that and does what he wants to do. Now, it's left for you to adjust. <laughs> okay? If you don't adjust, you miss out. Hallelujah. So then there is a third dimension, which is the dimension of knocking. Ooh. This one, I think this is the highest level. Your hunger makes you to begin to do some physical things. Can you see that? So if you are hungry, there are certain things you begin to do physically. So it's not just asking. It's not just seeking, searching, okay, and all of that. No, 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 no. Now, you're going to take some steps. Hallelujah. You're going to start taking some steps. And you go knock on that door. Hallelujah. And say, open. Open the door. The door is locked. But unless you knock, it will not open. Hello. Open sesame or whatever. It's not going to work. Huh? 
It is not going to work. You have to knock. Somebody say knock. knock. There are things that require knocking that asking will not release. Unless you knock, it will not be released. I'm telling you. So in our life, in our walk with God, we leave everything to the realm of asking. And there are times God is waiting for you to start knocking, but you are still asking. And then you get offended that God is not responding to your minimal hunger. You want maximum benefit from minimal hunger. What deception is that? Hallelujah. What are you asking God for? Look at what Jesus says in verse 5. Same Luke chapter 11. He says to them, Which of you shall have a friend and go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine has come to me on his journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within and say, Do not trouble me. The door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give you. I say to you, though he will not rise and give him because he is his friend, yet... Because of his what? Persistence. He will rise and give him as many as he needs. Just take it. This is what knocking does. Now, it's his friend. That is to tell you that there is a relationship. Do you understand? There is a relationship. So, in, in in, in the normal course of affairs, what would happen is that If his friend just asks him, he will give the friend. That is what is presumed, right? But because it's midnight, the guy is already in bed, and he says, look, we're already sleeping. Go, come back tomorrow. Come back tomorrow. But a knocking faith will not take no for an answer. It will not take no for an answer. And that is a proof that this hunger is on a level that it cannot be denied. It's on a level that it cannot be denied. This hunger must be satisfied now. Do you understand? So when Jesus says that, I say to you, though he will not rise and give him because he is his friend. It's not... This response is not based on relationship only. Now it's becoming irritable. If I don't give this guy, I won't sleep. So if I want to sleep, it's better. How many do you want? <laughs> just take, just take, just take. How many people have been there? Where you have to just release something to someone. Just take it and stop disturbing me. I'm telling you, I have this in my life. It's one of the principles I use. 
I'll just keep knocking. I, I don't care. You see, the thing is, some of us, our pride is what stops us. Uh, what, what, what are you trying to tell me? How many times will I ask? Go and sleep. Sleep with hunger. But for me, oh my goodness, I will just keep knocking. Lord, this is what your word says. In the name of Jesus. I'm not going to let go. You either do this for me or I die asking. I will die knocking. I will die seeking. Hallelujah. If it will take a lifetime, I don't care. I am committed to this until I see you face to face. Hallelujah. There are some things I'm still knocking for years, I'm telling you. And I'm not going to stop. Still seeking. Hallelujah. But I know that he is testing my hunger. He's testing my hunger. He wants to see, are you truly hungry for this? Is this real hunger or is it just a wish? Is it just a wish? It's just a wish. If it's just a wish, wishes change. Wishes can fly away. <laughs> you know, the genie, you just rub it. Make a wish, make a wish. It doesn't require any sacrifice. It doesn't require any... The only effort you have is to rub the thing. And some people's walk with God is like that. They just rub God a bit, a bit of worship... I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Just okay. This is this is what I want. Huh? That's just your genie. It's not God. It's a genie. That God does not exist. It's, 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 it's in your imagination. Huh? Aladdin. <laughs> Hollywood has given you a God, the picture of a God that doesn't exist. Let's not be fooled. Are you hungry? Yes. We are going to have a powerful time this week. What are you hungry for? You decide. I cannot tell you what to hunger for. What are you seeking? What are you knocking for? <laughs> Woo! Because of his persistence. So that's one key. Persistence. In this dimension of hunger, nothing else will satisfy you. Somebody once said, he that has tasted honey will never be satisfied with syrup. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. When When you've tasted the real thing hmm? that God made. Then somebody comes and gives you syrup that was cooked with sugar and or whatever. It's not the same. I know you've, you've developed a craving for it and so you're like, mm, I prefer syrup because wow. I can hear someone's mind. <laughs> but let me tell you, if you're hungry for God, you will ask. And you will move beyond asking to seeking. And you'll move beyond seeking 
to knocking. Hallelujah. Your hunger must go in progression. There must be a progression to your hunger. There must be your hunger must grow. Do you understand? Don't let your hunger to remain at the level of asking. Don't remain like that. Let your hunger grow to the point of seeking. Where you begin to seek answers. Where you begin to ask God. God, why am I not seeing what I'm supposed to see? Why are my spiritual eyes still blind? Are you, are you getting me? These are things you should seek. And he says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And every other thing shall be added to you. So you need to seek God. You need to seek his kingdom. Continue to seek. Don't stop. Knock. Don't stop knocking. Whatever physical effort will be required, give yourself to it. Give yourself to it. It will pay off at the end. Amen. Do you understand? Yeah. Many Christians today watch people to determine their commitment. That's deception. You don't need to look at anybody before you make a commitment. You know, don't, look, don't look at anybody. Just do it. Hallelujah. If nobody has done it before, it means nobody has had that hunger before. But if you have that hunger, you do it. Amen. You do it. Doesn't matter what it takes. Give it what is required. And you will see God show up in your life in ways that will blow up people's minds. People will look at you and they won't be able to explain. How is this possible? How can this man? How, what is your secret? I'm telling you. It's coming. It's coming. But what are you hungry for? Let your hunger be properly packaged. Hallelujah. And you, know, you need to channel it towards the right things. And let it grow. Yeah. Your hunger in January... And your hunger now should not be the same. It shouldn't. There are some people, their hunger is only in February when we are fasting. No, I'm serious. When we're fasting, wow, you were... After that, boom. So, you haven't even... (laughs) You haven't progressed. And look at where we are now. The year has come to an end. Has your hunger grown? Have you progressed in your hunger? Have you progressed in your pursuit? Have you progressed in your sacrifice? What have you sacrificed to God this year? What sacrifice have you laid on the altar before God this year? But you want God to do everything for you. That's a genie approach. Don't make a wish. All right? Begin to petition God. Begin to petition God. Say, God, this is what I expect. Even when you come to church on Sundays, don't just come. Have an expectation. Have a hunger for
you want to start talking to the Lord. Just tell the Lord, Lord, I want to grow. I want my hunger to increase. Yes, I'm hungry for more. I have not allowed my hunger to grow. I have not allowed my hunger to increase. Lord, my God. Mighty God. Mighty God. What are you hungry for? Have you... Have you put a cap on your hunger? Have you determined that this is the only way God is going to move in my life? Are you open to God moving in other ways in your life? My Lord and my God, I want your hunger to grow. From asking, asking the right questions, being wise enough to have the right request. You want to be like Solomon, who knew what to ask for. He knew what to ask for. God doesn't have to move. But yet, he has chosen to move. He wants to move through our lives. My Lord and my God. I ask, O oh God, that you release upon this house the wisdom. The wisdom, O oh God, that is required. Mighty God, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh Lord. You need to learn to ask. You need to be an expert at asking. You need to be an expert at seeking. You need to be an expert at knocking. Yes. Let your hunger cause you to ask. Let your hunger cause you to seek. Let your hunger cause you to knock. Mighty God. I give you praise. Thank you, Jesus. I glorify you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let's rise up on our feet. I just want us to make some declarations. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. I believe that 
something has opened in your life. Even in your walk with God, in your prayer life, in your relationship with God. Because God wants to begin to release some things in your life. But your hunger has to get to that level. Amen? Amen. Say this after me. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father I thank you, I thank you for, your word, for your word, which is spirit and is life. Right now, I receive your word. Let your word be effective in my life. In the name of Jesus. Let my mind be aligned to your word. In the name of Jesus. Every mindset that regulates your work in my life. I command right now. To be, to be changed in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I believe and I declare that I am an expert. I have the wisdom to ask the right questions at the right time. In the name of Jesus, I'm an expert. At seeking. at seeking. I'm an expert, I'm an expert. At, knocking. at knocking. In the name of Jesus, name of Jesus. I, want to know you. I want to know you. Let my hunger grow. Let my hunger, Let my hunger, increase. Let my hunger increase. My hunger for you. My hunger for, you. My hunger for your kingdom. My hunger for, kingdom. My hunger for your righteousness. My hunger for your righteousness. Let, it Let it increase in my life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I open my heart. I open my life. Unto you. Father. Work in me. Everything. That you have purpose. In the name of Jesus. Everything. That you want to do. In my generation. Through me. I receive, I receive right now, right now by, faith, by faith in the name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. Heavenly, Father, Heavenly Father, I thank you, I thank you because you are the one, that, the one that, works in me, that works in me both to will, both to will and, to and to do of your good pleasure. Possess me, Possess me work in me, work in me your, will your will and your pr- pleasure. In the name of Jesus, let everything I do be aligned to your kingdom and your purpose. In the name of Jesus, right now, I uproot from my life everything that is contrary to your purpose. In the name of Jesus, in my family. Anything that is contrary to your purpose, I command to be uprooted right now in the name of Jesus. Lord my God, let my life and my home be patterned after heaven in the name of Jesus. Lord my God, I declare. Your kingdom, your kingdom 
I declare your power. I declare your glory to manifest in my life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I ask for supernatural empowerment. I ask, oh God, that you will empower me to carry out your purpose. Empower me to fulfill destiny. Empower me to manifest your glory in this generation. Empower me to break every barrier in the name of Jesus. I break them right now. Right now. In the name of Jesus. I command boundaries to shift. In the name of Jesus. Father, my mind belongs to you. I give it to you right now. Shift everything that does not belong in my mind. Every mindset, every thought pattern that has restricted me, that has hindered me from experiencing you and your power as I should, I command right now to be removed in the name of Jesus. Lord my God. I want to grow. I want to grow in glory. In glory. In the spirit. In the spirit. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I declare. I declare that I am blessed. That I am blessed to be a major blessing. To be a major blessing. I am a major blessing. I am a major blessing to my generation. To my generation. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The blessing of the Lord. Is upon my life. Upon my life. Everything, I touch Everything I touch will prosper. Will prosper. In, the In the name of Jesus, I decree increase. I decree increase. In, every In every area of my life, increase in in wisdom. Increase in resources. Increase in the ability to give. Increase. In the ability to impart lives. Increase in fruitfulness. In the name of Jesus. I rebuke every barrenness. I rebuke every unfruitfulness. Get out of my life. In the name of Jesus. I have been empowered. For dominion. For dominion. In, the In the name of Jesus. I grow. I grow. In, authority. In authority. The authority. The authority. That has been vested upon me. By the Lord Jesus Christ. In Matthew 28. Increases. In my life. To the highest level. Possible. In the name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. Thank, you, Thank you, Father. 
I declare my needs met. I declare my needs met. Supernaturally. Supernaturally. By the Holy Ghost. By the Holy Ghost. According to your riches. According to your riches. In glory. In glory. By Christ Jesus. By not according to my income, but according to your riches in glory. Thank you, Father. I give you praise. I give you glory. Hallelujah. Come on, give him praise. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.